We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up? You're listening to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast. Uh, the Thunder just beat the Bulls 121-96, which puts us at 19-10 and on the year. Uh, in third place in the West, just one game out of first place. Uh, this is a pretty big win for us, although the Bulls are not good. Uh, they just came off a big comeback win. Uh, came in with some momentum from that, and it was a revenge game for us. So that was nice getting a win over them. Although with the eye test, you know, most analysts and I think most of us, you know, thought we'd win this game. Uh, but after the way we played them last time, you really never know with the way that we've lacked the intensity the past couple games. You never really know about that. But we did come out. We took care of business against a team that we should have beat. Uh, we started off a little slow, getting down by seven or eight points early. And then from the middle of the second quarter on, uh, we really controlled the game. We broke it open right before halftime there. Uh, got up about 20 and really held that lead throughout the entire game, which was nice as well. We kept our foot on their throat. We didn't really take off. Uh, we really just continued to hold that 20-point lead and even extended it to about 25 by the end of the game. Uh, overall, like I said, the Bulls are not a good team. They've got a lot of young talent, but they're very, very dysfunctional. Uh, hence the frustration you know, with Lopez and Dunn freaking out on Jeremy Grant and the rest of the Thunder and, and Russ. You know, That's just... One of those things, this team has a lot of dysfunction. Jabari Parker's not playing. They just got a new coach. They're boycotting practice. I mean, I think Robin Lopez knows that he's going to be a buyout candidate. He's not going to be there long term. There's just a lot of dysfunction going on in this organization that really showed tonight with how frustrated they got. So it was nice to get a win over them, regardless of 
how bad they look right now. They did just come off a big win with some momentum. So we knocked them off their pedestal. It was a nice win for us at home, which we really needed. And we played, you know, to the level that we should play at and not down to their level of their competition. Uh, we had six guys in double figures, which is big. Uh, overall this season, we do have four guys averaging at least 16 points per game, which is huge. You know, if you consider even just two years ago, whenever Russ won MVP, he's, he was averaging a ton of points. And then outside of him, you had Oladipo averaging maybe 15 or 16. Steve maybe averaging 12 or 13. But they're, you know, Russ had to do the majority of the scoring. And then you look down the road just two years later with four guys averaging 16 plus. That's just huge. So that's, you know, our offense will keep rolling as long as that continues to happen. The bench just has to step it up and those other guys have to step it up. But knowing that we have four guys averaging that many points, you know that at at, at most nights you're going to have a good amount of points on the board. Tonight, mentioning the bench, we did have 47 points from them. I think they're our X factor. You look at some of the games we've lost this year. uh, I know the last game even. Outside of Dennis Schroeder, some games our bench doesn't step up at all. I think last game, outside of Schroeder, we had three bench points. I know there's other games where we've had you know zero bench points or four bench points or five bench points outside of Schroeder. He's really the only guy off the bench that you can really rely on on a game-to-game basis. And we've touched on that quite a bit in some of our group pods. Our bench has been very inconsistent. We'll go through streaks where Abrinas is on fire and we're talking about how good he's going to be for us down the road. And then you go through stretches like this where he's not shooting very much. And when he is shooting, it's not going in. So whenever we can get 47 points from our bench, there's a really good chance we're going to win that game. I mean, like I mentioned, those four guys averaging 16 apiece at least. And then if you can get 47 from your bench, you're going to be in good shape. You know, with the way our defense is playing, if we have that kind of turnout on the offensive end, it's going to be tough to beat us. Uh, It was the 111th triple-double for Russ. He posted a stat line of 13, 16, 11, and 5. That is ridiculous. I think at some point this year, he may get 10 steals and get a quadruple-double. And that, that sounds absurd, but I mean, this is, I think, two games in a row where he's had five or more steals. So he's being very active on the defensive end. I know after the game in his interview, he said that he feels that he can guard anybody in this league from the 1 all the way to the 5. And I don't know if he can really do that, obviously, but if, if he's got that mentality, you know, defense is a lot of effort and heart. If he really thinks that and puts his mind to it with his athleticism, he has a pretty good shot at at least doing a decent job guarding anybody in this league one through five. So that's good from Russ. You know, in the past, he hasn't been known to be a great defender with him stepping up and with Dre being out. I mean, even, even without Dre, our defense has been good this year. So when he comes back, we'll be even better. Uh, PG had 24, he didn't play towards the end of the game, or he probably would have had another 30-point game. Having him as a current MVP candidate, along with Russ, who's obviously a former MVP candidate, that's huge. I mean, this is the first time we've had a dynamic duo like this since KD and Russ. I mean, with Melo last year, he kind of got in the way a little bit. He was that awkward third fiddle with it just being Russ and PG this year. PG's really getting comfortable and starting to do his thing. I know he's known for tapering off late in the season, so I'm hoping he can hold this up and be this effective in the playoffs. But for right now, he's playing great. He's an MVP candidate, I think, in the most current NBA.com MVP ladder. He was 7th, I believe. Uh, I think Russ was 10th. So that's awesome that we have two top 10 MVP candidates. 
as long like you know, along with our defense with those two guys, there's there's nobody in this league that we shouldn't have a chance of at least beating. Uh, Russ, as I mentioned, letting PG take a or he he's taking a back seat to PG, and kind of letting PG be that main scorer. That's huge. We haven't seen that a whole lot. Um, even with KD, you know, Russ kind of had a problem letting him be the guy sometimes, and that's why there was always that narrative that him and Russ butted heads. But I think Russ, I don't know if it's he's older and knows that he can't do some of the things he did when he was younger, or if he just really believes in PG, he's letting him do the scoring load. And I think that's huge. Russ is doing other things, passing, rebounding to be effective, and then also, you know, getting his shot when he needs to. So that's 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 been awesome watching Russ take a back seat and letting PG kind of go off on offense. Uh, Patterson dunk tonight. Holy crap, that's huge. I want to say we're undefeated when Patterson dunks. Doesn't happen often, but when he does, good things happen. He's been really, really, really bad of late, and he looked really happy this game. You know, the bench stood up for him, and he you know came off the floor smiling. So maybe he'll get some confidence. He needs something because we need him to step up to really be good. Uh, Diallo had 10 points. He was high-flying, acrobatic tonight, doing the things he always does, being a ball hawk. Uh, so good night from him. Noel posted 5-4 and four in just 17 minutes. You know, he had two blocks. He, he just kind of had that efficient night he always has with the little minutes he's given. Uh, Dennis had 18. Steve had 19-8. and eight. Jeremy had 13 points. Uh, in 29 minutes. So overall, you know, the scoring the scoring load was distributed, you know, pretty nicely across the board. You know, no one had a whole lot of points. As I mentioned, PG was the the high man with 24, and then we had a bunch of other guys in double figures. So that's that's encouraging. We had a bunch of guys step up. Um, you know, it's really tough outside of Russ to say who was the second best player, and that's not a bad thing because there was just that many guys that played well tonight. Uh, we held Chicago to under 100 points. You know, defense continues to impress. That doesn't surprise me at all. The Bulls are bad. Our defense is good. Them scoring less than 100, you know, that's something that should happen, but it was nice that we were able to do that. I think any given night that we're able to hold a team under 100, you know, there's a really, really good chance we're going to win, no matter who it is. So even if we were to struggle with an offense, which we didn't, you know, even if we score... 100 101 points you know we win that game uh upcoming we've got another revenge game on wednesday against the kings who are playing so good right now you know De'Aaron fox buddy healed marvin bagley all those guys are balling out right now although i believe they did just get smacked by 20 plus tonight so they will probably be looking uh, to bounce back against us so we have to come out there and smash them in the mouth right away we got the Jazz on Saturday and the Wolves on Sunday. I personally think we finished that three-game spurt at 2-1, and one, which a lot of people would consider 2-1 and one not that great. If you go 2-1 and one all year, you're going to win 50-plus games. You know, if you go 2-1 and one through every three-game stretch. So 2-1 and one is my prediction. 2-1 and one is good, especially considering who we're playing. You know, those are the Jazz and the Wolves are two playoff teams from last year, although they're struggling this year. And the Kings are playing really, really well as well this year with De'Aaron Fox emerging as a star. So we'll see what happens in those three games. Um, Till then, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.